I'm Stephanie Hansen here with my friend this morning, Elizabeth Reese. Oh my goodness, what a joy. I never get to fill in with you because Stephanie never takes a day off. I'm the fill-in girl for you. I love I'm it. I'm your summer girl. So you are my summer girl. I roll in as you travel the world. And um, so when I get to co-host with you, it's like a whole exciting yeah, thing. Yeah, it's like brand new. I know. I mean, of course, I'm a weekly listener too. So Stephanie I feel goes, like I'm part of it. Don't. Okay, Stephanie goes, Stephanie's at her daughter's getting married this weekend. I know. So that's very exciting. So exciting. Yeah, I just texted her and I'm like, please send me a picture of your outfit. Me, because I want to know what she's wearing. She's wearing, I think she's wearing, she had a couple things, but she was going to wear a Halston um, jumpsuit, yes. like a pantsuit. Yes. And she showed it to me and I didn't say the right thing. I just was silent because <laughs> oh, I was kind of processing like, huh, I wonder, because it was real cute. Yeah. But I thought, she's pretty tiny. She's, yeah. she's short. Yeah, she's a mini. So I was like, huh, I was thinking in my head like, oh, I wonder how like a jumpsuit will work like with the waistline and the pants and she looks at me and she goes, are you gonna say anything? I'm like, I'm just processing. <laughs> so then she showed it to me a week later and she was taking it to get tailored and she goes, and I know you don't like it. I'm oh. like, no, I do. I was just slow because I was processing. Stephanie. I know I'm a terrible, You have terrible. to just go, um, uh, this is great. Just have that first as you process. Elizabeth Reese, know this about me. I know, I know it. I know it. I cannot, I have no poker face. Like, it just is what it, and I try. I know. But the good news is, like, I always, like, mean well. <laughs> like, I don't, I, if I say something, you know it's exactly what I think. That's absolutely true. In a good or bad way. My sister's like, I've learned to appreciate your honesty, but it's taken a while. It's taken a while. Well, I'm sure Steph is going to have an amazing time. I know of she's like, so excited about this event and this family and all coming together. Yes. And it's just going to be a really beautiful celebration. So watch her Instagram. Let's watch to make sure she posts some pics. Yes. Sure and congratulations will. to Megan yes. and Andrew. I hope the wedding is lovely. They were doing um, like appetizery, like heavy appetizers, fun. I love that. Yeah, it was. It just sounds like it's going to be great. I love that kind of a style. You know, weddings are funny because they're so different in different parts of the country. My mom grew up in Texas. Weddings in Texas are so different than weddings <laughs> yes, here. Yes, they are. But they do late night weddings. Like they do late night and a lot of times not an actual dinner. They do the same thing, like lots of appetizers. The party starts later. And I remember one of my cousins who got married in Texas, they did like a full dinner at their rehearsal dinner. And then they did um, all the speeches from like the best man and all that stuff at the rehearsal dinner instead of at the wedding. So at our wedding, we ended up doing that, too. We liked that idea of having the speeches at the night before. Yeah, except for usually the rehearsal dinner is kind of smaller and not all of not. It's more intimate. That's true. But if you're like a. A person who gets invited to the wedding because it's a friend or like a family friend or something, and then you have to sit through, you know, all of thirty the, minutes like, of speeches. Speeches, the slideshow. Nice to have that done with like the people who are super super invested. Here's then, the part that I don't like about a wedding because I just went to one. I like you come to the wedding at like three o'clock or whatever. Yeah. Fine. Then they have like a four o'clock ceremony. Right. Fine. Then the ceremony is like thirty minutes. Great. Well, between 4.30 and 6, yeah. I'm supposed to 
hang out, yeah. drink your booze, eat your food while you're getting your pictures. It's weird. Which I think is ridiculous. Yeah. And then you come back to like, and we're supposed to be like all party-ish, but we've had 90 minutes of waiting to see you. I know. And to continue on with this wedding. I know. Why don't they do the pictures before? Well, you can do the pictures before. What we did, because I was really conscious of that, is, um, you know, we got married five years, six years ago. But has it only been six years? Six years. Feels like a lifetime. (laughs) When you have two tiny people, feels like a lifetime. Um, We did, we didn't see each other before. But we did all the photos of like the bridesmaids and then all of that kind of stuff before. And then we had a quick, I mean, it was like a half an hour during a cocktail hour. And the key is too, we had the wedding and the reception at the same location. Yeah, I did so that too. So then it was just, here we go. Let's do a quick half an hour of photos. And it wasn't a million photos. I mean, it's like, here's the family together. One get in kid, and get out. Let's yeah, do it. Yeah. And that makes total I'm sense I'm not messing around with it. And then we were still, you know, we were right there. And then we continued on with the party. I, I like know, I'm it. not a big fan of the hour and a half. You've got a real high chance of a bridesmaid getting hammered. Well, or having sex with someone in the wedding party <laughs> that she's not supposed to. That happens a lot. That does happen a lot. Um, someone in my family who shall go unnamed ended up with the chef from the rehearsal dinner the night before. Oh, um, yeah. And I would also recommend that you have your reception at a place that has more than one stall mm. in the ladies room, just in case someone from the night before is in in that stall the entire time of your wedding. <laughs> oh my gosh. That is a good story. Oh That's yeah. We've had a couple of doozies. Wedding shenanigans. I was just thinking I've been married like 26 years mm-hmm. and with him four before that. That's so like 30 years to be with the same person. Same person. It's that's a lot. I know. I'm pretty proud of myself. It's kind of a miracle when you think about it that it anybody is, can make it. Cuz you change so much. Someone I was Okay, this is a little random entry to the Weekly Dish, but hey, you guys are used to it. I had a friend come over this last weekend, and we condoed my closet. Great. And I have I moved within the last couple of years, uh-huh. so I felt like I really had pared down. We took four garbage bags of clothes out of just my closet, no. like big garbage bags of just stuff that I tried every single thing on. I was sore when it was over. Because I tried on every single pair of pants, every jacket, and the up and over my head. For sure, your hair was all staticky. Completely. I looked like a wreck. (laughs) And I was literally physically sore the next day. Like, okay, this is bad. But we went through everything. And one of the things that we talked about was she was like, well, what is your style? And I was like, I don't know. Like, you know, jackets and pants and like more tailored and I said, but, you know, if the jacket is like this, Kurt won't like it. Or if the jacket is like that, Kurt won't like it. And she looked at me and she goes, why does like Kurt have all this say about your clothes and what you're wearing? And I was like, well, to be honest, I went like right from high school to living with him, basically. So I didn't really have a personal style. My style was kind of like what he liked. Yeah. And I went with it because I didn't know. I think a lot of women are like that. And I think a lot of women decide style, maybe not even just based on what their husband likes, but what they think they're supposed to wear. Or, I mean, that's that, that sounds kind of ridiculous and not independent when you say it out loud. Yeah. But then when you dig into it and realize, I think a lot of us are dressing for what we think we should do for other people. Right. Regardless, it could be your husband. It could be the neighborhood ladies. It could be your coworkers. I mean, it could be anything. I I bet... 10% of us are dressing for ourselves. Yeah. And like, how do you really know what looks good on you? You know what I mean? Like, when your you, body changes. Yes. And 
it changes in three years because okay. that's like clothes. I know I tr- I had some of these clothes that fit when I moved. And I'm like, okay, well, none of these fit anymore. And my friend was like, yeah, those are not flattering was the way she would say. <laughs> um, the, it would be that is not flattering would be it's too small. You can't wear that. You need to get it off. Fair. And one time she was just like, why? 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 And I was like, okay, never mind. <laughs> or I had a skirt that I was like, yeah, this I think someone gave me when I worked at City Pages. She goes, was that like 15 years ago? Years yeah. ago? Mm-hmm. I was like, um, yeah, maybe. She's like, well, that right there I think is just time. It's so freeing. You know, someone asked me the other day what my favorite thing about our new kitchen is. And this is going to relate to your clothing story because I said... <laughs> You know, the best thing right now is that we have empty drawers. There's something really great about empty space that makes you feel just free and airy and creative and organized. Yeah, that every space I've ever had when it comes to a kitchen in the kitchen before we remodeled and then in our old kitchen, it just was a lot smaller with a lot less storage and a lot and nothing was intentionally, you know, this kitchen was intentionally built with how I cook. I mean, we designed it for like... This is what I do. This is, I want these types of things in these types of spaces. And so it's amazing because now, I mean, I open drawers, stuff, they're empty. I mean, they're empty and I don't think I need to fill them up with anything. Okay. We're going to talk about this when we come back because your new kitchen I'm somewhat obsessed with. It's glorious. Um, I've already like, I'm texting you. like, what are your countertops? What are your this? What are your that? <laughs> I'll tell you everything. All right. We are with Elizabeth Reese. This is the weekly dish presented by our friends at El Burrito Mercado and they are having Dia de los Muertos yes! today. It is through this weekend. Um, you can go in there and pick up some grab and go items. You can have lunch at their full service restaurant and check out the ofrenda that they have there, which is the offering that they have to the dead. They really deck it out. It's super fun. So make sure that you visit them today or tomorrow if you want to see that. But we'll be right back. Welcome back to the weekly dish. I'm Stephanie Hansen. I'm Elizabeth Reese. And we are here today. Thank you for joining us. We have a great show planned for you today. We're going to talk a little bit about the uh, cottage food industry that has popped up. And we're actually going to talk to a a baker that is making it happen out of her home, which I think is so cool. And she had a bakery. Yeah. But said, you know what? I'm not going to have this bakery anymore. I'm going to do this at home, which you think a lot of people with like a cottage food license, are they looking to expand into a space of their own? She went the opposite she did direction. The reverse. I'm super excited to talk to her. Yeah, I'm intrigued by this. Uh, so we'll talk with her about that. Uh, We're also going to talk, I'm going to do a segment um, on TV this week that I've been working on, Thanksgiving Hacks yeah, and Helpers, so we can talk a little bit about that. Um, Elizabeth, you had something super cute on your page the other day, but first I want to talk about your kitchen. Okay. So you remodeled your whole kitchen and it took five months? Five months, yeah. They're still doing, we've got like, my contractor just sent me a list of five little things that have to be done before we close the book on this whole operation. So it'll be, it'll be six months. And you designed it yourself, so. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I worked with an architectural designer who helped with the space and, um, but we came to her with the initial concept of how we wanted the flow to be and then we chose, my mom's an interior designer so I, you know, that helped because I kind of would bounce things off of her. But I was pretty independent in terms of picking the finishes on things. So when you thought about designing your kitchen, like were there things that stood out? Because I've I've remodeled a kitchen, but I'm pretty much always dealing with the existing footprint, right? Yeah, I mean, we tore down a wall between the kitchen and the dining room. We remodeled a bathroom. We turned a vestibule into a mudroom. So when we say kitchen remodel, 
Plus, it's a hundred year old house. I mean, it's a little bit more intense than that. Yep. Hence the time frame <laughs> and the budget. <laughs> Did you go with like the white palette? Yeah, so we we thought about longevity a lot and classic. I mean, we never I don't want to do this again. When you go through a kitchen remodel, you don't want to do yeah, it again unless a you're a masochist and you love that sort of thing. And then more power to you. But it was a lot for us. And you know, we have two little kids at this time and and it's a huge financial investment. So yep. it was like, let's do this how we want it and let's make it great. So we're going to live in this house for the next 30 years and that's how it's going to go. So we initially thought we were going to maybe do like a creamy gray cabinet, but we decided to go white because it started to feel like the the space that we designed is really open now. So it's kitchen to dining room. And so then if you're going to do cabinets all the way up to the ceiling, you have to make decisions about how you're going to do your molding. And is yep. your molding, is the color going to stop with the cabinet? And then are you going to do white molding all around? And so the white just felt like the easiest, cleanest and it's a pretty go. neutral palette to be coming at from a living space, too. Yeah, yeah. Because if you want to have rugs or couches or whatever it is that you're doing. Yeah, we're bringing in color with accessories, and that'll be happening over time. But the rest of it is really pretty neutral. We did do the island. So it's a very big island. It seats six people. And um, there's a ton of storage underneath. That's where, like, all of our storage is pretty yep. much. We um, did the same dark stain on the island wood as we did on the floors because I just didn't want it to feel like all these white boxes everywhere. Yeah. Like something had to feel kind of earthy and more grounded. And so we went with that. There's a lot of kitchens that you're seeing now, too, that are incorporating um, butcher block. Yeah. Like either on one counter yeah. or on a on a island. Yep. We're also seeing a lot of dark finish, like blue mm -hmm. and dark gray on the under cabinets. Yes. Which I think, I don't know, I I really like the way it looks. Yeah. But it makes me wonder if it'll look dated, you know, in 10 years. And maybe some of these things aren't meant to last forever. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I think you're definitely taking that risk when you go with a color and when you go with different patterns. You know, I mean, if you do like a beautiful pattern on a floor... In like a pretty tile, there's yep. definitely a better shot that in 20 years, gonna someone's you're going to be selling that house and someone's going to go, oh my gosh, remember when that was cool? We got to get rid of that. Did you do stainless steel appliances? We did stainless steel appliances and I really prioritized. I was I thought a lot about where I wanted to put the money and where I didn't want to put the money. And so the appliances were a big thing for me. I wanted a range yeah. that was going to fire up and rocket ship out of the house. So I have a Blue Star range. It's a 36 inch six burner platinum range and it's stainless with brass handles. Oh, pretty. So it has like little brass trim. So the yeah. oven door is brass. I love my wolf stove. Yes, a wolf range. They're not cheap. I've had a couple. I it, know. I bought the same stove in my old house that I installed and went to the new house and I was like right away, whoop, I need to get my range again. Here's what we're doing. Yeah. yeah. I have a, I was just at a girlfriend's house in Chicago last weekend. They have a 48 inch Thermador. Wow. It is giant. But that's really, I mean, that's the core of everything for me is the range and the fridge. And so I did a Blue Star fridge too. So it's a commercial level fridge and it's super tall and it's not super deep. So you don't end up with things lost and frozen in the back, which has been a problem with every other refrigerator I've ever yeah, had. Yeah, refrigerators, I feel like are so disappointing so in general. So disappointing. <laughs> I know. And this one, it doesn't have, you know, it doesn't have a water dispenser. It doesn't, it doesn't have French doors. It's one big door and then one big drawer on the bottom for the freezer. And that's it. And I love it. I love the simplicity. And 
I mean, I kid you not, every single fridge I've had, things I have lettuce that freezes in the back. Yeah. Because I do have it that just too. can't, when it's that deep, it can't function. I do like, and we didn't do this with this particular freezer because of the footprint that we have, but I like a bottom freezer mm-hmm. versus a side-by-side. People would think that maybe that wouldn't be as convenient because it's kind of one big bucket. Yeah. But it forces you to be kind of organized about what you're putting in there. I and know. I bet you have a chest freezer too. Of course. Yeah. We've got a deep freeze. <laughs> so do and I. I have an extra fridge in the basement. We kept the fridge from the old kitchen. Of course you did. just moved it into the <laughs> That's basement. That's what I would have done too. I mean, too. obviously one has to have an extra fridge. If you, you know, if, if you're redoing it, just keep the fridge. Don't it's get it nothing else, just for beverages. For just for beverages. If you have the space for it, go for it. Yeah, we have a chest freezer that was a hand-me-down from my parents. Um, and it's great because I, you know, I like to buy meat in bulk. So. I have a meat, a half a pork coming, yes. and I'm terrified that I'm not gonna have enough room in oh my, my freezer. Gosh, it's so funny. I was just thinking yesterday, I'm, I was like going through and we'd been kind of, you know, running through the stuff in the freezer, and I on my to-do list is to order half a hog. So Karen, I'm going to be calling you today if you're listening. And then where I, do you get your half a hog from? Um, I get a half a hog from Littlefoot Farm. Okay. Littlefoot Farm in Afton. Karen and Sally are the farmers and I love them. And we, we do s- Nettle Valley Farm. That's great. Yeah. It's really good to know. And if you know your farmer, I mean, and then they have other things too. So we've gotten beef from them and lamb and you can get all sorts of good stuff. It's good to know because if I like this, I may do lamb next because yeah. we eat a lot of lamb. Right. It's really a nice thing. And having that relationship is really fun. You know, we bring the kids out to go pick up the meat and um, we like to go and get it when it's cold because then it's just the freezer in the car you know, on the way home and it works out great. But I think my next on my list this month is to do an inventory list of my freezer, (laughs) of my chest freezer above the freezer, like on a whiteboard and have it up there. You and your whiteboard are pretty famous. I've got to have this because (laughs) I feel like I lose things in the bottom. So the chest freezer is essential. I've seen good deals on them at Costco, by the way, if you're thinking about getting one. Are you the kind of person that you look in your freezer and you see like, okay, I have sausage and I have this and that. What am I going to make with that? Or do you think about what you're going to make and then you go buy the stuff to make it or see if you have it? The second way you described it is the way more expensive way to do it. If you can get it where you see what you have a stock and you buy stuff at good prices and then you build meals around that, I think it's way cheaper. Because when I go like, oh, I think I'm going to do a pork shoulder and do this and do this, I end up like buying a million things at the store and it's so expensive. It's been significantly cheaper. The two things that have totally changed my grocery bill and still enabled us to eat the way that we want to eat is buying meat in bulk direct from farmers and meal planning. Yeah. And and then also getting, getting groceries delivered instead of going to the store. I spend way less money when I have it delivered. Okay. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. Cause I think the same way would be I think I would be the same because you impulse buy. You impulse buy. You overbuy. I always think like, you know, I'm like you, Steph. Like, I love to cook. I think about cooking all the time. So I get to the store and I think like, oh, there's totally nine days in this week. So I'm going to make nine meals, right? No, there's not. Like, I just... I get too excited and I overbuy stuff where if I have a meal plan and then I go and click, click, click and have things delivered, it is way more efficient for me. Okay. This Financially is and fantastic I for me someone, to talk to you about all these things. Someone messaged me on Instagram the other day and she said, you know, I feel kind of bad asking you this because I don't want to insinuate that you're like not doing your own thing. She goes, but I just don't understand. Like, do you have someone like a personal assistant who shops for you? And because how are you having time to like shop and cook all these things and 
work and do all the things that I see you do. And I was like, oh my gosh, girl, I get it delivered. I mean, I've got like Instacart. I have Whole Foods Prime, so I I get things delivered from different My places. sister is two kids, yeah. two working family, mm-hmm. husband that travels, and she's big into online shopping. I go to the store, yes. but I'm just cooking now for me and Kurt, well, and, and we like have it. Sunday dinner for, sure. for our family. I love going to the store. I think going to the grocery store or going to the co-op is one of my favorite activities. It is pretty exciting. I mean, the other day I had my, my daughter was at a friend's house playing, and I had an hour just to kill, and I just went through every aisle at the co-op by myself. <laughs> It was really this great. This is totally something I would do too. It was really great. Hilarious. But it was more expensive and um and you know you you just can save so much time. You have to really prioritize if you've got two working yeah. outside of the home parents and you've got little kids and you you got to prioritize okay, what do I want dinners to look like and how do I make it happen? And what do you want to spend your time doing? Mm-hmm. All right. With that, we're going to take a break and when we come back, we will be talking with Brandy Eitman. She has a bakery out of her home called Bella Nava Creations. When we come back, you're listening to The Weekly Dish. Welcome back to The Weekly Dish. I'm Stephanie Hansen. I'm here with Elizabeth Reese. Good morning. Happy Saturday. Happy Saturday, ladies. And we are here with Brandy Eitman, who is Itman. Itman. I'm so glad I didn't ask you that in advance like I should have. Brandy, thank you for being on the show today. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yes, we're. Uh, you are with Bella Nava Creations. Yes. And I want to get your story Mm because it's a little bit different than I think a lot of the traditional stories in that you were a home baker, then you had a bakery, and then you went back to your home as under these cottage food laws that we have now. Yes. Why did you decide to go from your bakery back to your house? I decided to have a baby. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) So I took time off to be home with my family and um, I miss baking and decided to get back into it. And... I'm still a stay-at-home mom at the same time. Of course. So, um, I love to do this because I get to choose my schedule and be home with my kids. Um, but then I get to bake and do what I love at the same time. That's so cool. Yeah. Did, did you feel like when going from home to the bakery and then going back home, did you feel like good about the choice or did you feel like you'd failed? I'm just I'm curious what that feels like to have a commercial bakery yeah. and yeah. then go backwards because I have another friend that's kind of doing it too for lifestyle reasons. Yes. When I first left the commercial kitchen um, I did feel like I failed but I um, but it was the right decision at the time. Of course. You know, I think you always because it was my baby. Yeah. I yep. you know, built it for years and you feel like you failed but at the same time I think everything happens for a reason. Well, Um, and sometimes moms are like, we're very hard on ourselves, like that we can do it all. Like sometimes you just can't or you don't or you don't want to. to. It's not the best thing for your family. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. you don't have to be a superhero all the time. Um, No, but uh, being back in it, it's exactly where I feel that I need to be because my baby's not even a year old yet. So I get to see all the things that, you know. Yeah, he yeah. Just started walking, and I was just talking with a friend it. last weekend who is home with her twins, and they're five. And she was she works in PR, so she was talking about getting back into it. Now her kids are going to be going to kindergarten next year, and so just taking on more clients. And she felt a little bit of, well, you know, as we were talking, like, well, you've stayed in it, and I haven't. And I was like, Megan, if I could have taken a few years off and then continued on where I was with my career, I would have done it in a heartbeat. It was just impossible. To do that, to do that with the job. I mean, if you have that ability where baking is a part of you Mm -hmm. and you can do it on whatever terms you want to do it on. Plus, when you look at your baked goods, holy Hannah lady, (laughs) 
I mean, this isn't like, oh, she makes really cute cupcakes. <laughs> right. This is like over the top award winning yeah. stuff. You are Thank very, you. you're an artist. Thank you. Thank you. That's what I consider myself. <laughs> That's why I tell people when they email me, I say, I'm not your traditional bakery. Um, everything is pre-order, custom made. I'm an artist first and foremost. And that's what you're going to get okay. when you order my product. I love so that. when someone calls you and says they want the Superman cake, mm-hmm. would no. you make the Superman mm-hmm. cake or would you say, I'm going to interpret it into... If you want something abstract, I will interpret it my way and give that to you. Um, but I don't do logos. I don't do characters. It's, um, I, I guess, my weird take on the on the world and like the way I see things is what you get on a... But you have I a think- very good take on a unicorn. It's very good... <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So you entered a baking contest. Mm-hmm. Uh, so tell me about that. Um, it was the Sweetest Bakery in America contest by Don Foods. Um, and it was a national contest. So people all over the United States got to enter. I think there was um, 5,618 bakeries total that entered. Oh, my gosh. Um, and I won overall 23rd in the nation. But from Minnesota, I want to ask the sweetest cake and cupcake shop wow. in Minnesota. And um, it's out of your house, which I house. just love that. Yes, which I did not expect because I hadn't baked in like three years. So I really didn't think people loved me that much. But yeah. They do. So it's really nice. Yeah. We're talking with Brandy from Bellanova Creations. Who? So you're baking these amazing creations out of your home. I want to know about this cottage food idea because I think you have a very specific perspective and you want to share that with people. I think there are so many others out there listening who think like I make an amazing jam or I love my grandmother's recipe for this salsa that I could create and sell. How, how has the process of like getting the cottage food license and distributing, was it hard? Was it easy? How's it been? For me, it was super easy. I've been in restaurants my whole life. Um, I mean, my very first job at 16 was working in restaurants. So, I know the back ends of that in terms of like sanitation and all that kind of stuff. So you have to take those classes Mm -hmm. to um, be licensed out of your home. Um, But I think overall it's easy. Yeah. I mean, if you read the material that you get on sanitation and things like that and take the test and pass it, there you go. You're and you go. can have good a cottage food license. That's you can have really that license. cool. Yeah. And then are you marketing like with Instagram and Facebook and then are people reaching out to you directly there? And yes. then that's pretty much all I do. Instagram and Facebook. Um, I post my pictures almost every day. Um, I try to make something. I'm usually baking with my kids a lot. So I post a lot of those pictures. Yep. Um, but yeah, it's I put it out there and people find me. And then you, like, people, do they come to your house to pick it up? How does that work? And are you weirded out? Yes. They used (laughs) to come to my house. um, And then I heard about this news story in a different state where a home baker was attacked. Okay. Okay. Um, So now I meet people at the local police station. Oh, wow. Smart. So, and you do the handoff. And give them a cookie, the police officers, (laughs) at some point. I'm sure they would think that's really wonderful. That's a great idea. Do your kids understand that they live in a bakery? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yes. They tell everybody. Yeah, one of their friends came up to me um, after they got off the bus yesterday, and they said, "Your uh, Olivia told me that you're a professional baker." Yeah, and I said, "Yes, I am." Yes, I am. <laughs> yes, I am. Come on over. I think this is really inspiring, though, because I just know, you know, I'm in the mom with young kids and working thing, and it's I know how overwhelming it feels, mm-hmm. and I just think you saying this is how I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this on my own terms. Now, I do want to ask you mm-hmm. about financial profitability. I mean, has this been financially positive is it better than the bakery is it just different i'm sure you're putting in fewer hours i would think and do you just like paypal or venmo and 
Yep, PayPal, Venmo. Oh. Um, I have, um, I mean, there's different websites online that you can use um, for your invoicing, and it keeps track of all that, keeps track of your taxes, yep. and everything yeah. makes it super simple. That's good. Um, Who do you use, just incidentally? Uh, Wave. Wave, Wave okay. Apps. Um, it is better profitable-wise, because I'm not paying that fee for a commercial kitchen, mm-hmm. um, and I am putting in less hours, which is okay right now. Yeah. You know, I decided that, you know, once my baby is old enough and we put him in daycare, then I will do more hours and I will eventually go back to a commercial kitchen. Okay. But just as of now, I'm I'm good. I'm it's dead, a great you know? way to percolate the business, yeah. too, like to keep it totally. moving along. It's maybe not. It keeps the name out there. Yeah, full yeah. speed, yeah. but it's enough speed that you're still growing mm-hmm. and you're still out there. Well, running a bakery mm-hmm. is no small feat. I mean, we have bakers on Twin Cities Live and I mean, handling people and culture and, and the hours the hours yeah. is insanity mm-hmm. i mean you know this because mm-hmm. you did it i mm-hmm. mean now you actually you have kids so you don't sleep as much but you <laughs> but you don't the most the worst kid for sleeping is the bakery yeah oh yeah <laughs> no um i've had lots of late nights you know it's i do have to really divide my time up between my family and the baking yeah. and yeah you know i will take time off from work to have a spa day with the kids, yeah. do their nails, whatever, put them to bed, and then I will be up until three, four in the morning making, making cupcakes, a cake, making macarons, yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. What's your favorite thing to bake? Um, right now, uh, I really love macarons. Like I brought yeah. you guys. Oh, um, she brought us just, some. Good morning, Brandy. <laughs> they're just so finicky to make, and I love the challenge of it. Um, and the cakes. I like to be creative and just put my heart on a cake you made a cake that looks just like an agate yeah it's like a it looks like a cracked open rock with all the beautiful like gemstones inside it's really pretty thank you um what is like the hardest thing to make that takes the longest you know it could be cakes or cookies cookies um yeah because they're so individual so much into them yes yeah Um, depending on what people are looking for um but cakes i mean the average cake takes, you know, eight hours. Oh, wow. That's a so, long time. Yeah. Is there anything about your kitchen that's driving you crazy now that you're baking in it professionally? Because a home kitchen is different from... <laughs> we just were talking about it. I just renovated my yeah. kitchen, so we were just talking about that. Is Are there things uh-huh. that you're like, shoot, man. Oh, yeah. I wish I had um, a kitchen for short people. <laughs> because I'm super short. I'm I just built a kitchen tall. for tall people, so don't come to my house. <laughs> I tell my husband this. I was like, all our cabinets are up high, so I need... A ladder everywhere I go. You know, um, the Blue Ribbon Baker, Marjorie Johnson, who just turned 100 years old, who's won more Blue Ribbons than anywhere else, anybody else at the state fair. She has a kitchen built for short for people sure. because she's like four. Eight. She's tiny. She's tiny. Her countertops, I feel like a giant in there. <laughs> her countertops are legitimately built lower for her and she loves it and she toddles around and i'm like what kind of alternate universe am i living in here (laughs) because you're a giant (laughs) i'm a giant in this space so you can maybe get some kitchen design lessons from her yeah i really need that (laughs) well i appreciate you coming in today you brought some beautiful eclairs that have bacon on them yum they're macarons they're uh, my maple donut uh, bacon macaron oh and then gosh, pumpkin that's a, cheesecake. Oh, that's a macaron, that's a macaron too. Macaron. Oh, it yeah. does. It didn't look yeah. like it. It looked like an eclair. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to take pictures of these. This is really beautiful. You can find Brandy at bellanavacreations.com. We'll put a link on our Facebook page as well. If you're interested in connecting with her for cakes or cupcakes, macarons, cookies, any of the Maybe above just baked a goods. shout out to a mama who's doing it her way. Yeah. I and like I really it. appreciate Thank you coming you. in. Thanks for Thank sharing you. your story. We'll be right back.
Welcome back to The Weekly Dish. I'm Stephanie Hansen here with Elizabeth Reese. <gasps> and it is time for the Ask Stephanie and Elizabeth portion of the show. I did just eat one of those macarons from um, Bellanava, and she's real deal. They are really that tasty looking. It like, has bacon on it. It's like an eclair. Uh, Elizabeth's going to post it, I think, on her Instagram. Uh, 651-641-1071. We would love the opportunity to answer any questions that you have for us today. 651 641 1071 and it's a treat to have elizabeth on so if you'd like to ask any questions of her in particular feel free to give us a shout um i have some emails that have come in over the course of the week that we'll be addressing but i would love it if people would call in live 651-641-1071 Uh, Okay, so I have a friend. This is from Mary. She says, I have a friend visiting November 7th through 9th, and I need a nice couple of nice restaurant choices for dinner. I would like to stay in Minneapolis proper. I know I want to take my friend to Keg and Case on Friday for lunch. I enjoy listening to your show every Saturday. You rock. Where would you go for a nice couple of nice restaurant choices in Minneapolis? Okay, well, I know you're going to have a wealth of information. The the last place that we went for a really nice dinner that we really loved with another couple that was so good was we went to P.S. Steak. Oh, gosh, I love that place. It really is fabulous. I mean, and it was a bill at the end of it. It was a bill. And we were also with people who were like we were ordering everything and we were so into it <laughs> they had this creamed kale oh it's that so I good cannot stop thinking about no. i've been thinking about it for months and really wonderful cocktails and um it's just fabulous it was just done very well the steak was outstanding i think ps steak is a really great spot i'm gonna send you the creamed kale recipe from john whipley's cookbook venison yes we i just had john on the show okay he is his first cookbook was called venison which i'm never gonna probably cook just not because I'm against yeah. it, but just because I'm not a hunter. Oh, Jay's deer hunting this year. Okay. I, I've Apparently, there's a great recipe out there for venison shanks. I'm so going to buy get him shanks, that cookbook and make him motivated to get a deer. <laughs> what is really interesting about that particular cookbook to me is the sides in it are okay. really delicious. And they, he has a creamed kale recipe that's fantastic. Great. My only problem was when I made it, I made it with like, I had um, farm share kale, so it was kind of like purpley. Yeah. And then the sauce was gray. Okay. But it was still very delicious. That's fair. 651-641-1071. If you want to call in and ask any questions, we would love it. Any other restaurants I missed that are really... I mean, I, P.S. Steak was the first one that I just thought of that was so... Grand Cafe would be a great option. Oh, yes. Jamie Grand Malone's Ca- yeah, restaurant's Jamie Malone's fantastic. Is so great. That's in Minneapolis as well. That would be a really good spot to go. I just went to Julia. Yeah, my sister went there recently. And it's a hotel restaurant, yeah. so it has a little bit of a different vibe because it's kind of got a hotel vibe, but the food itself was really delicious. They had like a pulled mozzarella situation, which was really good. Yes. And the pasta, they had a pepper pasta that had like so many different kinds of pepper in it. And it was just really depth of flavor, but delicious and clean and simple. Great. Which is hard to describe, but yeah, uh, uh, we have Kristen on the line. Hi, Kristen. How you doing? Kirsten. I'm Kirsten. Hi, Kirsten. <laughs> I have a question for Elizabeth. It's not really food related, but kitchen related. I um, have kind of followed your remodel and we're looking at doing that in our kitchen, not to the extent you did, but we want to get new countertops. And I saw, on your Instagram, you used marble versus granite. Is that actually- you know? I actually did something different. We did um, quartz versus marble. Quartz. Um, yeah, okay. so we did quartz, yep. and we used um, Twin City Discount Granite is who we went through. They have a couple locations, um, and 
they it's really nice because we loved I love the look of marble. My mom has marble countertops. I think they're beautiful. But I just know they stain, they stain, they chip. And that's part of, you know, you have to that's part of the charm of natural stone. I think that's kind of what you have to go into it looking at. But I knew that the way that I cook and the way that I use my kitchen, I just wasn't going to be okay with seeing that kind of damage to things. So we did a quartz. Um, It's called. um, Oh, gosh, I post I I can post it on my Instagram. I think it's called like it's like a Carrera marble, essentially. But it is a quartz. If you call Twin City Discount Granite, they'll know which one I got. (laughs) They can tell you. Okay, And um, and it was I'll tell you it's $65 a square foot. I do know that. And if you compare that to other quartz um, with other brand names, they can go up to like $150 a square foot. Um, and so I was really happy with the price because that was one area where I wanted something nice, but I knew I wanted to splurge on other things rather than my countertops. Yeah, I hear you. I there. just wanted them to look great and be really sturdy. And that was it. So that's what we went with. And we've been really, really happy with it. Thanks, Kirsten. Uh, we have Tanya on the line. Hi, Tanya. How you doing? I'm well. Good morning, Stefan. Elizabeth. Good morning. So I have a party of nine. Five of them are cousins, and we probably haven't seen, they haven't seen each other for almost a couple of years. And we um, are going out to dinner, and we want to stay on the 494 corridor. Um, so I'm looking for restaurant recommendations, and I'd really like to avoid the Mall of America. <laughs> are you okay with spending a little bit of dough? Well, there's kind of a variety of retirees and non, and I'm a little bit cheap. <laughs> okay. That's fair. That's why we ask. So um, mid-range, I think, you know, with an entree in the $20 to $25 range would be okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. What about Hazelwood in Bloomington? Never heard of it. It's across from the Mall of America, but it's not connected to it. Okay. And it's owned, it's locally owned, and it's kind of a... It's real pretty inside. It's it's kind of fresh and airy. And I want to say the food is kind of gastropubby a little bit. Okay. But they've got a great bar, full-service breakfast. They do a great brunch. And I think that would be centrally located for you. All right. Well, we're getting together for dinner, and I also want it quiet enough where we can kind of carry on a conversation so that we're catching up. The quiet is challenging everywhere you go. I'm not going to lie because nobody has quiet restaurants anymore. Um, Can I ask about Lars? About Hmm. Lars. Help me understand what. It's Lars is a restaurant inside the Marriott residency. Oh, I haven't been there. Okay. Yeah. Um, I like Layla. Yeah, I like Layla, okay. too. Oh, that is a great restaurant. It's at uh, Normandale and 100. We just did a girls' night at Layla before my 20th high school reunion, and we ended up ordering like a bunch of appetizers and drinks, and it was really great. And we were there on a Saturday night, and it wasn't slammed or crazy or super loud, and the food was fantastic. Yeah, I like it okay. there, too. Yeah, we ended up staying there at the hotel there. Oh. Awesome. All right, Tanya. So there's a couple of recommendations good for luck. you. Yeah, and Layla had good. Um, it wasn't overly expensive, and the food was really fabulous. You know another okay. place that I recommend a lot, and Stephanie always makes fun of me. What is it? Pittsburgh Blue. Yeah. Inside Edina. Um, it's inside the mall, but it's lovely. You can hear. 
there's something it's for everyone. Yeah, yeah, it's great. It's inside oh, the Galleria, okay. and I really enjoy going there. I just ate there last week. And I know. I, had, I think you're right. I've done lunches there with my mom when we've been yeah, shopping. I like it there. And it's really, it, it is really lovely. And we're going on a Tuesday night, so I can't imagine it's terribly busy. No, oh, yeah, so Tuesday, that's go. a good night to go out. That's good. All right, Tanya, Tanya thank good you. good luck. Have fun with the cousins. Restaurants with nine or ten people. I mean, listen, that's like the question, the old age question. Yeah, it's and a lot of people difficult. have like private dining rooms. I know, but a lot of them are also bigger than that. And a little more expensive, too. P.S. Steak has a private dining room, speaking of that, where they can do like eight to ten people. Fantastic. And we sat in there with four of us, and... It's Grand nice. Cafe has private dining, too. But again, I mean, the price tag on those is going to be a little bit higher, and then you're in the city. Um, here's a question, and then we're going to take a break, and we'll answer it on the other side. But, Elizabeth, I want to give you a chance to think about it. She says, I'm looking for a vegetarian cookbook for a novice cook. My son's girlfriend is a vegetarian and is really interested in doing more cooking rather than just eating a salad. She and I have modified a few regular recipes, but I'd like to find a good cookbook for her. Um, so when we come back, we will answer that question. You're listening to The Weekly Dish presented by our friends at El Burrito Mercado who are celebrating Dia de los Muertos. So go ahead and check it out. Minneapolis or St. Paul will be right back. Duty Modern Warfare is here, and so is Mountain Dew. Roger that. Now you can unlock in-game rewards like only Dew can. Wait, what rewards? A Dew Operator Skin. Man, I love Operator Skins. Dual Double XP, and even Call of Duty Points. You're kidding me. Double XP and Call of Duty Points? This is incredible. I can't believe it. Soldier, get a hold of yourself. Oh, roger that. Look for specially marked packaging and visit mtndugaming.com for details and restrictions. Open to U.S. residents 17+. plus. Call of Duty Points available on 12 and 24 packs and free 20 23.